This is the JWN Podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Neenstead, and today's show is one of those in-between shows. It's a solo show. That means I'm not talking to anyone except for you, so it's just you and me. If you're new to the show, I usually do an interview show, and I like to throw in a random uh, solo show where I just ramble on and Congratulations, you've landed on the solo show. If you want to hear one of the interview shows, please check out the interview I did with Ashley Manos. Uh, That was episode 12. She is fantastic. I really enjoyed putting that podcast together, uh, and I think it shows. I'm still kind of glowing from it, and it's uh, it's been about five days since I got my first acupuncture treatment, and she did such a fantastic job. I can't wait to see her again. And I'm excited today. I have been busy with photography, which always makes me feel better about everything. I don't know. It's just one of those things. It's, I mean, I'm doing this podcast to talk about creative people because there's something about being creative in any fashion that if that's what's in your heart, it, it, it gives you life. It makes you uh, feel whole. So I definitely have been feeling whole the last two weeks because I've been just, I've been lucky. I've been, I've been getting a lot of photo work. Um, and that really just makes me, it makes my heart flutter. But this morning I went for my morning run and I went a little late. It's hard. This time of year really sucks to run if you're in South Carolina. I'm in Charleston and it's so humid in the morning. It's like the dew point is way higher than Water doesn't evaporate. It, it just, so you'll sweat and it doesn't go anywhere. It just kind of hangs out on you. And you just feel, now you feel hot and wet. You don't even feel any cool breeze. And if a breeze does, does come along, it's just like, it's like a blow dryer. It's, it's been pretty muggy to say the least. Um, and of course, I know you tuned in or downloaded this episode to hear about the weather. What I'm getting to is that I went for my run this morning. I, I pushed it back a little later to wait for the humidity to kind of, you know, go away, which it never really does. It just, the sun comes out and now it's hot and humid and sunny. Whatever. I find it a little easier around nine or 10 o'clock to go running. And I went for my run. I'm looking at my watch. I was like, oh, I have a photo shoot. And I had to cut my run short. So I came back to the house showered up real quick, went to take care of this photo shoot. And on the way back, there's this pool that they've been building uh, by my son's high school. And they've been building this thing forever. It was supposed to open up in August of 2019. And I have been so excited. Like I got a brand new uh, swimsuit. I got goggles. I got earplugs. I mean, I, I was so ready uh, last year to go to this pool because I haven't, it hasn't been convenient for me to go to a, an actual lap pool since, you know, I was a kid <laughs> and I went to the public pool in my neighborhood and I was on the swim team when I was a kid and I loved it. So now I'm really excited that there's this new pool opening up like right by my house. So, uh, I was driving back from this, um, photo job and, pool was open. 
There was no like fanfare, no announcement, no like, oh, big to do about this multi-million dollar huge pool. I mean, it's it's literally like three or four pools inside. It's uh, uh, Olympic sized pools. It's huge. It's unbelievable. I've never seen anything quite like this. It's it's a it's an amazing facility. And uh, I had no idea that they even opened. They had just opened this week, apparently, and who knew? So uh, I stopped and I went in, got some information. I took a little tour of the place, and I can't wait to go there and start swimming again. Um, so I'm going to go there tomorrow. I'm, I'm I'm like, screw it. I'm going there. I'm, <laughs> I've got all the things I need. I'm going swimming. Um, yeah, and then I went out and fin- finished the rest of my work day and... Uh, Went for another run this evening. But before I went for the, my run this evening, I checked out Bandcamp. Have you, I don't know if you've ever heard of Bandcamp. I don't think I've discussed it on this podcast before. And it's just, it's a great service if you want to support independent musicians. It's a great service because they get a much bigger cut than they would, say, from something like Spotify. Um, and you can buy their music and it's not expensive. A lot of a lot of artists will let you just name your own price, and of course, you know, you kind of feel if you're like me, you get guilted and you're always throwing in an extra dollar or so. Um, but I, I just randomly they have this feed on the front page of what's being purchased at any given moment, and this one, you know, this one album cover just kind of caught my eye, so I clicked on it. And I listened to like the first song that it, that was on the album, and it blew me away. I was like, "Holy cow, this is really good stuff." Um, that band was called uh, the Ophelias. They're they're from Ohio. They they were fantastic. And, and the reason why I bring this up, I think it's important that people know about Bandcamp because they did something cool at the beginning of this pan pandemic. They uh, they they had this kind of like special day where they would forego any of their fees and just give all of the money that is generated. Uh, through sales on that day straight to the artists and all the record labels decided to kick in and they said you know what if you buy it through Bandcamp, we're not going to take a cut that we would normally take um and so the artists really made a lot of money and and so they did it a few more times um and over four of those days they they uh they raised 20 million dollars for artists that went directly to the artists um, that's unbelievable. I mean, that's a, a crazy amount of money. Uh, musicians are, are just, they're starving right now. They really could use this kind of support. So, um, Bandcamp has decided the first Friday of every month for the foreseeable future, they're going to do that. And, you know, so every Friday, every first Friday of the month, I'm looking through to see if there's any bands I can like, just kind of go like, okay, who can I support? Who can I throw some some money to, and uh, today it was definitely the Ophelias. They're they're fantastic. Um, speaking of musicians, I have been uh, I've been excited about interviewing my next podcast guest, who is a musician, and you'll find out all about it when I do the the, the episode. So I don't want to talk about it too much, but he's from Nashville. Um, he lives in Nashville. And he's been here in Charleston for the last couple of weeks because Nashville has been shut down and he hasn't been able to work. So he's just picking up side gigs. So there's been a couple of times we were supposed to record this podcast, but he'll get a last minute gig 
to go play like an acoustic show somewhere at a bar or like not even bar, like outside of bars, like in their patios. Um, and I'm like, dude, go get the money. He's, he's hustling. He's hustling. He's got, he's got a, a wife. He's trying to make things happen. Um, so yeah, hopefully, hopefully we'll record that podcast this weekend and I'll get that out to you early next week. I put up the other day, uh, some questions on, uh, or a question on Instagram. Basically I said, what do you guys want to hear about? And I got a lot of cool responses and, um, I, I made note of them all. And I think the, the, one of them, uh, actually, I think the last one to came, to come in is one that kind of spoke to me. So I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit now. Um, someone asked me to tell, tell some MTV stories since we're all music fa- uh, focused right now, or at least I am as I'm talking and, and I'm going to go off on tangent here. I'm standing in my closet in my bedroom right now. Um, my wife is watching TV and it's so dang loud and I feel guilty. I don't, it's her house, uh, as well. And I don't want to tell her to, to shut it off so I can record my silly podcast. So I'm improvising. Um, so I'm standing up too, which I've been sitting down to do all the rest of my podcast. And I kind of like this feel, although I feel like I might be rushing. I feel like I might be a little too energetic. I don't know. I'll see how it sounds back when I have to upload this to the, uh, interwebs, but, um, MTV stories. So, uh, I'll tell you how I got involved with MTV real quick. After I decided to kind of put an end to my music career, I went back to school, uh, for information technology and I was going to school full time. I was working during the day, I was going into school at night and I was working for an electrician's assistant. And I mean, it was, it was tough. It was tough for a couple of years there. I, I, I would, uh, wake up very early in the morning, hop on a train, um, or just get to work and then take a train from wherever I was working somewhere in New York city and go into midtown Manhattan, go to school and then take a train home. And a lot of times there would, there would be days I wouldn't even see, uh, see my wife. I would just be working constantly and going to school. And it was, it was a, it was a, a crazy time in my life. And I was, Oh, so look, you hear that? I, I just knocked into some, <laughs> some, some hangers. I, I'm really like cramped in this closet. Um, Anyway, sorry. So, um, sometime while I was in school, I, I decided, like, wait a second. This is, you know, the late '90s. I'm I'm in school, and I'm like, you know what? Why am I waiting to get this piece of paper, this validation from this school, to go get a job? So I decided, while I was in school, I would start looking for work. And I was putting my resume out everywhere I could. I had a couple of headhunter agencies that I was working with, trying to find some things. Um, and I, you know, I put equal amount of effort into that as I was putting into everything else I was doing at the time. I was, I was really just like, really trying to provide for my family and find a solution to, um, you know, to making money after working as a musician and 
not having any money, I was like, I, I need to make money. I, I've got to raise a family. I've got mouths to feed at this point. So uh, I finally landed this job at an advertising agency in, in, uh, on Madison Avenue. And the guy who hired me also was in a band. His name was Brendan. Brendan Tween. He, uh, he was in a band called Mephiscopheles, and he knew about my band from, from the, you know, the underground music scene. And that's kind of why I got hired, just because it was a who-you-know type of thing. He didn't know me personally, but he was just like, hey, if I'm going to hire some guy off the street, it must be somebody with like similar kind of you know, DIY punk rock ethics. And yeah, that's how I got my first IT job. And so I worked with him and the company had gone through, you know, I was there for a while, you know, maybe about a year or so. And the company was going through a transitional period. They changed names. Like they had changed names. They had changed ownership right when I got there. They had changed it again while I was there and they were doing it again. And uh, unfortunately, they had to restructure and they were changing their uh, IT department and, and, I, and I had to find a new job. And it was very scary. But Brendan had some connections at MTV Networks. So he made some calls. And, uh, you know, I was let go at this job on Friday and hired by a new place on Monday. So I didn't even miss a day of work. Um, but coincidentally enough, during that time, on that Saturday. And uh, of course, I didn't sign up for like the Cobra health insurance after I left, you know, the other place because I knew I was starting a new job on Monday that had, you know, that had health insurance benefits. So I was like, I think I can last two days without health insurance. Well, my infant daughter at the time, she got this infection on her finger because she used to suck her thumb and her finger, her whole hand like blew up to the size of like um, a lacrosse ball and it was just it looked ridiculous so we had to go to the hospital and figure out what was wrong with her and it was just an infection they popped it whatever but it was like a $2,500 bill and we were uninsured money we did not have um, so yeah that was a in retrospect a bad decision <laughs> but anyway so I started MTV and that was such an awesome place to work uh, I made so many good friends working in there and I'll tell you what, the, the, um, the thing that was going on with me when I was working there is I was so involved in the independent underground music scene for so many years at that point in my life, I had no idea what was going on in popular music. Like, I didn't know who anyone was. I didn't know who the talent was. I didn't know, I didn't watch MTV. I was, it, it was not my thing you know I, I didn't I'm not trying to say I was too cool for the place that's not what I'm saying I'm just saying I I wasn't the demographic you know what I'm saying I'd never watched TRL all I knew is that if I went outside at certain times of the day depending on who was in the building I had to like navigate and and kind of take a back way because kids would stop you if they saw you coming out of the building um yeah, it was such a, a fun place to work, though. Uh, but I, every once in a while, there would be somebody who I would know who it was. Um, at one point, I was sitting on the f- same floor 
as the uh, MTV News department. And right across from my desk was the MTV radio station, um, which was, I, I guess they were with Sirius Satellite Radio. They had a, a, a channel. And they had a little studio right on uh, the floor. Right, I mean, it was right across from my desk. And there was one time I was getting on the elevator and um, this little old lady was on the elevator with me. And I hadn't, I mean, I just didn't, I, I kept to myself. I didn't really like bother people. I didn't know who she was. I just, she looked like an old lady. I don't know. For, for all I knew, she was like somebody's mom coming to visit. I, I had no idea who it was. So, you know, I just make small talk because it, it was 29 floors going up the elevator. Just like, hey, how you doing? Blah, blah, blah. Okay, great. Where are you going? Oh, okay. I can uh, show you where you're going. No problem. And uh, she was going to the radio station. So I walk her over and I was like, oh, it's right here. She's like, thank you very much. And uh, I go to sit down and the person sitting next to me goes, you know who that was? And I'm like, I don't know. And they were like, that was Yoko Ono. I was like, what? The Yoko Ono? Really? Uh, okay. Had no idea. This is the dumbest. This is how dumb I was. Um, but I knew who she was. I just didn't recognize her because I just don't have a mental picture of an older uh, Yoko Ono. I think everyone who thinks of Yoko Ono thinks of that famous uh, Annie Leibovitz portrait of her and John Lennon on the bed naked. You know, she's. it's been a while since that uh, photo was taken. <laughs> so there was another time, uh, same situation, except I knew exactly who I was on the elevator with. And this was maybe one of the, there's been a handful of times where I was truly starstruck in uh, in that place. And when I tell you I had run into A-list celebrities on a regular basis, and, and most of the time I just, it, it didn't phase me. I, I was just working. It didn't bother me. It didn't, it wasn't even a thing. But this time, oh boy, I was mortified. And never before did I want to like kind of break the unwritten code of working in an entertainment business and like bother the talent. I really wanted to talk to them, but I didn't. I was just like, I'm going to be cool because it was uh, basically the cast of the hobbits from the Lord of the Rings. It was, uh, who was it? It was Elijah Wood. It was uh, Dominic Monaghan who played Mary and uh, Billy Boyd who played Pippin. The only one that was missing was Sean Astin. He wasn't on the elevator. They all had bags across the street from, from MTV Studios was the uh, Virgin Megastore. So they all had Virgin Megastore bags in their hands. And they were all pulling out these CDs and they're talking about the music. And I was just like, oh my God. I would love to just be able to sit here on this elevator ride and talk music with these guys. Because A, I was obsessed with Lord of the Rings. Loved it. Um, and, you know, I'm a music nerd. Uh, and it's, and they, they had great music in their possession. I think one of them had a, an LCD sound system record or something like that. And, and I was just like, oh, I don't want to talk to them about it. You know, I'm just like biting my lip like, mm, okay, stay cool, stay cool. And then it dawned on me, they were getting off at the same floor as me. And 
I was like, oh gosh, they ain't going to the news. <laughs> They're going to the radio station. They have to be going to the radio station. Cause that's, the, if anyone was getting off on my floor, that was, um, talent like that, or a guest, I should say, they were going to be interviewed on the, on the radio station. And I was like, oh no, my desk is right across from the radio. On my desk, oh, not on my desk, uh, hanging above my desk is a giant, like, authentic movie poster, like one of the big ones of Lord of the Rings. Uh, of I, I believe it was uh, Fellowship of the Rings. So it's like Frodo, like big front and center. So like Elijah Wood has been hanging over my desk, like almost life size. And I'm like, oh no. They're going to see me go to my desk and sit down and realize they just rode up with this guy who's been staring at one of them, at all of them, really. They're all on the poster um, for God knows how long and just like was in the elevator. You know, I was just like, oh no, what do I do? This is uncomfortable. And, and I don't normally, this, this is so out of my character to be this like worried about what anyone thinks of me. But I, I mean, listen, it was true. They were on this giant poster above my desk. I was a fan. <laughs> so I walked the other way. <laughs> I just I got off the elevator and went all the way around, took the long way to get to my desk because I just was mortified. I did not want them to see me go to my desk and uh, and realize like, oh, this fanboy was just on the elevator with us. What a dork. Anyway. That's one of my stories from MTV. I got a lot of them. I was friends with the audio guys. I was friends with the makeup people, you know, and uh, there, there were times I would hang out in the makeup room and just be talking to the makeup artist about whatever, you know, just talking about music or something like that. She'd be doing whatever talent of the day, whatever guest. Uh, Carson Daly was always in there um, and he knew me just because I took care of his computers. So we would chit chat about tech stuff, like, you know, the latest iPod at the day of the day. Cause say around the early two thousands when the iPod came out. Um, so that was like an exciting thing to talk about, <laughs> you know, uh, stuff like that. And one day there was this model, this supermodel that was in there, Molly Sims. She's also an actress. That's why. Um, yeah, she was on a billboard across the street. So I knew who she was because I just recognized her from the billboard. So she was in the makeup chair getting her makeup done. And Carson Daly knew she was there. So he came in and decided he was going to talk shop with me because I was talking to the makeup artist about her computer because I was probably doing work at the time on her computer. And she started asking me about her computer. Um... And then Carson Daly overheard that. So he started talking about computer stuff to her and me. And he's like trying to use me to, as his wingman to try to, I don't know. I don't know if he was trying to pick her up or not. I really didn't look further into it. But I do know what it feels like to be someone's wingman. I do know when somebody is like, you know, they they kind of they kind of throw you the, like, hey, make me look good type of thing. And I'm sitting there going like, dude, you're Carson Daly. But anyway. So that was my my uh, Carson Daly using me as a wingman story. That kind of stuff would happen. Um, they, they're just coworkers at that point. 
So it, it was kind of funny. It was, an, it, but to say it was a normal job is 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 kind of a lie. It was a fun place to work. I worked my ass off there. I was constantly running around, but I also got to get away with some fun stuff. Um, now they also sent me all over the place. They they sent me to Miami. They sent me to Puerto Rico. They sent me to France. Um, I, I loved that job, and I swear I'd probably still be working there today if uh amy hadn't convinced me to move to south carolina um so yeah that that's my mtv story um but i did learn a lot about pop music during that time like i i I did get a better appreciation for what was going on in the world of pop music not that i wanted to listen to it but i kind of saw it from a different angle i saw it from like the inner workings of a of a television station it wasn't just mtv it was also vh1 VH1 Classic, um, Nickelodeon, uh, Comedy Central. They were all in the same building. I took care of all those people as well. Um, But I was mostly assigned to take care of MTV. So, um, yeah, that was... I have plenty more of those stories. I'll probably bring them up at some point. Um, But now, yeah, at least you know, when I start talking about MTV, you'll know how I got there. And you know uh, that I'm not... You know, I'm not, I'm not like acting crazy, but like, oh yeah, back in the day when I was at MTV, yeah, that's where the place where I used to work. All right, I think I'm rambling on. I would like you, as the person listening to this, if you've made it this far, thank you so much. Hey, send me a message. Uh, hit me up on Instagram, it's Joe L eight X, Joe Latex, Joe L eight X on Instagram, send me a message or just email me show at jwnpod.com with any kind of things that you're, you want me to talk about. Uh, Try to keep it creativity uh, related because that's what this podcast is trying to focus on, you know, broadly. But if you have any guests you think I should talk to, uh, if you're somebody who wants to be on this show or you want to jump on one of these podcasts, please, by all means, reach out to me. I'm, I'm happy to talk to you. Um, I hope you have a fantastic week and I will see you next week. We're going to have a very special guest and I think we're doing it in person. It won't even be a phone interview, which is exciting. Uh, and you'll find out why I'm okay with that uh, when the episode comes out. So I will talk to you soon. Peace. Peace.